Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. I mean, unlike certain podcasts that go on vacation and then promptly release three episodes in a week, um, <clears throat> welcome to the world of nothingness where we just get completely silly. Where I left off last week asking, what would be a great name for a positionless player on the ice? The Orver. <laughs> it's not the okay. rover. It's the Bobby Orver. Huh? 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 Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, he was rather positionless. Well, I mean, he had position in space time, but, uh, you know, in the construct of hockey, he was positionless. Is that your final answer? Oh, no, it's one of many. Okay. <laughs> but, but feel free. I mean, we, we can just, just, let's just let's just do this in a round table form. Okay. Yeah, see, mine, mine just, I, so I like the name Rover, but you know, it was said we can't use Rover. So, so, um, I, I went to this lovely, um, etymology, um, website that I have bookmarked and, um, look nerd. Up, Nerd. You say that like it's a bad thing. Come on. Um, and so I looked at the alternatives to Rover, which originated in the late 14th century as sea robber or pirate. Which is exciting. From Middle Dutch. Robber, predator, and plunderer. So my first, actually, the, the best one that I found that I came up with was... Um, Plunderbund. Plunderbunders. An actual word. <laughs> Plunderbund. It's uh, it's plunder, which is take goods or valuables forcibly from or, you know, take or pillage by force. And bund, which is alliance and league. So it was, it was actually a, a word coined in 1914 referring to a corrupt alliance of corporate and financial interests, which is you know, shockingly pertinent today, but, um, <laughs> but plunderbund, they're plunderbunders. Your math checks out really well. I like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to petition Seattle to rename the team now. <laughs> the plunderbund plunderbunders. The plunderbunders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's always driven me, what's always driven me nuts is, is this whole middle Dutch thing. Was there an mm -hmm. upper and a lower Dutch? Or was there a left an old, and a right Dutch? It's an old Dutch and a modern Dutch with the middle Dutch in between. This sounds like it's a... Uh, God, this could go horribly wrong. Because it actually came from middle high German. So there you go. <laughs> if you want to oh, go for using... As, as a German, I can I can assure you that most of us were midly high. Um, <laughs> it just, you know, it just sounds like there's a... Dutch sandwich going on, which just don't look that up on Urban Dictionary case. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. This show is probably going to be really short or really offensive. I'm not sure which one of the two. And completely yeah. goofy regardless. <laughs> we'll just flip a coin and see what happens. Okay, so, since we're going around you, Pat. All right. I was just going to say the Autobot. Because they're clearly going to be, you know, 
robots programmed by coaches. Mm. Someone given that much free reign to go around? Oh no, it's going to be someone controlled and very disciplined. And uh, we just got to figure out which head coach is Optimus Prime. So Kraft worked then, yeah? Mm. My only other thoughts were, you know, if we're since everything has to be about Toronto, um, the person would either be the teacher's pet or the scapegoat. <laughs> and I like scapegoat. I think scapegoat would be perfect. Scapegoat? <laughs> the scapegoat? The teacher's goat? Mm. <laughs> Why isn't there a hockey team with a goat logo? Because that could be pretty good. I think they might be pretty bad. Thank you. <laughs> That's why they don't have one, yes. <laughs> Although that would actually be a sheep and not a goat, because goats actually oh. go, goats are And before we hit record, we were already doing impressions to get them out of our system. <laughs> wait, wait, we have a special guest coming. Who is it? It's Dick Irvin, everyone. Coming to you live from the Montreal Forum. I'm so happy to be here on the 3v3 podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Patrick, your next word. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I never really had it, but whatever. It was. All right, so I, 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 had, I had a couple. I had a couple more if you're, if you're going to. Empty the tank, Cassie. No, okay. go for it. Okay, so going with synonyms for Rover, because I am that nerd, um, we have Marauder, which is a rover in quest of booty and plunder. <laughs> that won't ever get misused. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about hockey jeans again <laughs> reaver which is old english for plundering forager which you know i mean if people are trying to get pucks it, it applies right um i don't want no goram reavers coming down on my ship <laughs> Actually, okay, and then um, <laughs> I had Gallivanter, which um, doesn't really apply, but it could be fun. Um, <laughs> the one that the the more realistic one, I suppose, would be uh, Bad Penny because Bad Pennies keep turning up. Mm. I want to go back to the Gallivanter because mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's an easy sell because as we know, the majority of, of players aren't terribly well read. Right? <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, a lot of the guys do attend college. I said mm-hmm. the word attend, and some actually <laughs> do complete. But what you could do is you could sell Gallivanters as an homage to the great voice of Hockey Night in Canada, right? Danny Gallivan, right? It's Mm -hmm. Because everything has to have some historical significance to hockey, right? Mm 
So there you go. The great radio, you know, the great radio dallying. There you go. Well, so according the to Gallo- what I have... The Gallivanter Award, right? It's Danny Gallivanter <laughs> Award. The, the, the definition I have in front of me... <laughs> I'm going to spoil this for everybody or make it better. It just depends. Um, <laughs> is a gallivant is a gad about spend time in frivolous pleasure seeking, especially with the opposite sex. Play the gallant flirt or gad about. Hmm. So womanizer, basically. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Most of those that have been accused have been wingers, so they wouldn't be playing this position. Mm. And never said, the definition of gallivanter never said anything about it being a male. That is true. Because I've known a few that women a who point. gallivanted in their time. And good for them. Oh, I. Yeah. Damn right. You do you, girlfriend. So those are mine. The... the Blender Bender and Bad Penny are probably the two better ones. Did you have anything else, Patrick? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> All right, I left so the station without you. I was also a nerd and you know went looking in thesaurus and used the word center and lo and behold, a, a good noun for center. It's also a navel. So call him a navel. Just a navel, and then, you know, all the Canadian press, everyone in Toronto, they're all navel gazers. And that's when I close the browser window. <laughs> uh, then, of course, you'd have to you'd have to draft a guy with the last name Lint, right? <laughs> and he had to be a defenseman, or... <laughs> Back end player, I guess. God damn it! Get the get that lint out of the navel position. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's definitely that kind of week. <laughs> well, you know, in in a way, it's 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 homage to one of the uh, broadcasting greats retiring with his extremely large vocabulary. I, I don't. I can't. I can't do an impression. I was about to, and uh, I couldn't I pull it off. I can't either. I've never worked on a on a Bill Clement impression. Oh, you meant Doc Emmerich. Mm-hmm. He retired too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't have anything else to say on that. I mean, I <laughs> you weren't the only one. You hear a lot of that from those that. No, I mean it was. I I I thoroughly enjoyed his broadcast by and large, but it was him without Eddie and Pierre. I mean, I actually loved his days doing the Devils when it was you know Doc and Chico were fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. were amazing. Yeah, they were they were a blast. When he got onto NBC and got saddled with, you know, Doc, this kid went to Shattuck St. Mary, where they grow the biggest booty in the land. You know, (laughs) 
I I liked him, you know. Yeah, he was hit or miss for me, depending upon the game. But I certainly never felt the need to turn off the broadcast because of him. His co-worker, certainly, but... I enjoyed his no-sells whenever Pierre had come up with some inane statement during... And basically interrupt him or interrupt Eddie. Um, watch them watch them no-sell that kind of stuff. It was always, you know, cringeworthy entertainment for the evening, but... I I don't have anything against him. <laughs> he, he certainly didn't ruin anything for me by his verbosity or his inflection with a, or as someone right? with a large vocabulary myself, I could very much appreciate the depths at which he plumbed the thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. If, you know, it's if if you're going to do something have a thing. And his thing was skittered, frittered, wriggled, squirted. You know, it was never a hockey it was never a hockey game. It was never officially a hockey game until the puck squirted and skittered somewhere. Mm-hmm. Which is usually the complaint by the people that didn't like him is that you know, he was too verbose and it was like so you want you want an announcer that you know dumbs it down for you? Then I, I'm not I, I sure I understand that. <laughs> I, I I will say I see I will see both sides of this, and it really is a personal preference. There are some people that don't you know I like they're like I have eyes, I'm watching the game. You don't need to tell me everything that's going on on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And there because oftentimes especially with those guys that are that verbose, they come from radio, right? So it's just their nature. Right. So, uh, you know, and if they're good at it, I kind of don't care, you know? It means that there are times that I could be in the kitchen, you know, making dinner or doing something and not have to keep my eyes fixated on the televisual radio device because I can at least get a sense of what's going on. You know, it's either that or slice my finger off. I don't know. But I also do appreciate the other side of it, which I was sitting here laughing, sort of thinking about Bob Cole, who would literally just say things like, you know, Kessel's free, scores, and that's it. He wouldn't tell you how Kessel got free. He wouldn't tell you what kind of shot he took. He wouldn't tell you just Kessel, scores. Or he's 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 coming in on the wing, scores, castle, and that's it. Good. I like them both. I don't care. Yeah. Some people like their steak medium. Some people like it rare. Some people like it. Well, I don't care. Enough to be worried about in this world without worrying about you hating somebody's broadcast style. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah, and I, there's nothing much to add on Doc. Good for him. He goes out on his terms, and let's just wait for them not to announce a full-time successor next season because uh, who the hell knows when that's going to start or what it's going to be or what it's going to look like. Four hubs? I don't know, but all I know is each team should have four jerseys. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I'm serious. When I saw that, Vegas announces a third. Hey, you know, okay, good on him. Vegas announces a fourth. Okay, I'm going to order one. It's just, it's just going to player name is just going to be HRR, and the number is going to be dollar sign dollar sign. No, it's, That's it's all just four. It should just be the singular dollar sign, and then you have, you know, when you fold the the sleeves just right, you can see all three. No, because then mm. no, if I fold the sleeves just right, now I got dollar 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 bill, yo. You know, I want no I want one will call issue. Bill Foley that to his face, but they all think it behind his back, right? Well, I would I would rather he'd be like that than dollar bill words who would rather choke the life out of George Washington than, than give someone that George Washington dollar bill he's holding. Or, you know, Boston, who is apparently like not bothering to open up their, uh, <laughs> their bank account for anything either. <laughs> that is such an interesting franchise. They had one of my co-workers and one of my co-workers who was a diehard Boston Bruins fan complaining to me about that this week. It's like, what the heck is Sweeney doing? Like nothing. (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to figure out what the organization is doing on the whole. Right. I mean, it's like you go, Hey, you know, Boston's doing the right. They're standing up and doing these things, and then they do other things that you're just like, could you be any more Jekyll and Hyde on any subject? Just pick a subject, and you can go, hey, Boston did a great thing here, and then did this other thing over here. Almost everything they do, you can do that too. And then Mark Bergevin will say, hold my dumbbell. (laughs) (sighs) At least it happens. Don't, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about like hockey. I'm just talking about like social stuff and everything oh, else, right? They're an enigma in a social pit that is the greater Boston area. It's I I used I used the they're an enigma wrapped in a paradox wrapped in aluminum foil put in a microwave that someone's ready to push the start button on. And this was all done 20 years ago, right? <laughs> and they have to restart the microwave every so often. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think I think that it's you have the team as an organization doing one thing, and then I think you have Jeremy Jacobs coming in saying, "I want you to do this." I think that's really what's going on. <laughs> you know, Jeremy Jacobs is like the one asking for all the less than ideal things, and the team itself is trying to do you know, good things when they can, and so that's what they do. Because <laughs> we all know Jeremy Jacobs is kind of a ghoul, so. Well, that's putting it very generously. I'm in a generous kind of mood today. Oh, well, that's lovely. <laughs> well, oh. that's special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I can say for Don Sweeney is he must think their window is closed. And I'll just leave it at that. Like, they're no longer in a position to contend. So rather than. No, I think he was. Go ahead. I was going to say, before doing something incredibly stupid, he'll just kind of, he might do something dumb that 
you'll probably forget about in a month or two anyway. I think Jeremy Jacobs is just like telling him to don't do anything because they're probably not going to make a lot of money this season and he doesn't want to have to pay out. Yeah. And they really don't have a ton to worry about next offseason except for, you know, that whole goalie thing, but... So you're telling me that Zach Sinishin isn't going to be the thing that puts Boston back over the top again for one year at 700K? <laughs> you know what, actually? <laughs> as much as I don't want to see the Bruins win at all, if if he were to put them over the top, that would make me so happy. Zach Sinishin? Yes. I'm, I'm sensing a history here. No, it's more of a... We really don't know how prospects are going to turn out after you draft them outside of, oh, the top three players any given year. And the fact that Sinitian was one of the three from the famous 2016 draft or 2015, you know, three back to back mid late. And I believe he he was the first of the three or no. Uh, Zaboral was first. Yes. He was the last. So, And I'm very big on the idea of Matt Barzell wouldn't be Matt Barzell if he went and played in Boston because he would have been behind Krejci and Bergeron. Probably wouldn't be as good if he's playing on the wing full time. Okay, maybe, you know, no excuse for the Kyle Connor pick. Um or lack of pick. Thomas Shabbat, we didn't know. He was good, but... So, yeah. Boston, they're... They're a team. <laughs> they're a team. They're an mm-hmm. NHL franchise that has their charter. Mm-hmm. And they will play against other teams in some form or fashion in 2021. In theory. We have yet as to like see if that's really going to happen. But are they going to wear gold next year or next season? Shimmering, shining, splendid gold? Uh, no. No, no Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear Gold. Pooh Bear Gold. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna make their they're gonna make their um whole entire uniform look like they're they're Winnie the Pooing, right? It's just gonna be Again? solid poo it's well, no no, even better. Because it's just gonna be solid brown, you know, leggings, socks, the whole nine yards. So it looks like, you know, Winnie the Pooh's bottom, and then they're just gonna have a little jersey that's black and sort of has the uh, Bruins-esque logo in the middle that's going to have brown to make it look like a short sleeve. And they're going to make them wear brown gloves. It's it's not... They're not going to have the Bears head logo on the front again? Or would they no. have to, like, talk to Hershey about that? No, no, no. They're, they're fine without it. They're just going to make the players look themselves like the Bears. Uh... You know, just a all shirt, no pants, right? Because that's Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. I see. No, no red shirt though that 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 Winnie usually wears. 
uh, kind of hard to, to, to fit right in the Boston color scheme when you're literally dealing with black and gold. Right. They can add if, it. it if, it's an option. <laughs> all they have to do is add some homage to the Patriots and they could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, yeah, they could, couldn't they? I mean, you know, let's, they're let's not just a, blend our two uniforms together in a, in a sign of solidarity in the classic NHL performative way. Say they were if they were clever, like the the Seattle Kraken, right? Who just snuck in a little bit of red, so now they've opened up the whole color palette. You've got at least three colors of blue and red. Well, given that Marshawn's tongue is a bit red, <gasps> you might be able to pull this off. <laughs> he is the secondary mascot, after all, when he's not hurt. Do they have to feed him and everything? or Honey. I guess he's not a honey. pet bear. <laughs> he, gets, he gets six and a half million a year, plus all the honey he can eat. And the people he can lick? All the people he can lick? Oh, wait, I probably should have said that. <laughs> Oops, never mind. So that would make him a Gallivander. Right? <laughs> so he's, he's, the prime, he's the prime position player for a Gallivander? Is that what you're saying? Very possibly, yes. So is that going to be the team nickname for whatever team George Gallant coaches next? Or Gerard Gallant, rather? Well, that, that could be the start of the whole, like, Galavanter rule. Yeah. The Galantivanters, there we go. The Gerard, Gal- Gerard Gal- Galantivanters. Mm-hmm. That's what they should do, is start naming teams after the coaches when they hire them. Because that would prevent Mike Babcock from ever getting a job. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. No. Are you kidding no. with all the conservative owners in this in this day and age? You th- oh, come on. I, I present to you the South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> that's a that's a university. Uh, they they go with history on that stuff. But if you had to change mm-hmm. the name of your franchise to the to the last name of your head coach, nobody'd hire them. How do you come up with a logo for it, right? They or came up with yeah. Well, that's <laughs> just, that was just a homonym sitting right there, right? Mm. And they really can't go down the chicken route. No. No. Mm. Nope. Petrana chickens? And, but then you have the choking chicken jokes, and then the double See? entendre goes See? full circle. See? Okay, they need to do that again. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't even it. think the old NHL.com headline writers want that. It's just no. they'd be forced to do the puns. Mm, yeah, it's not right. fun if you're forced to do it. Well, nobody'd be forced to do it because there is no way in this day and age that they'd go for it. Yeah, you know, at least with the Carlisles, you could do some sort of plaid like tartan thing. And, you know, kind of sounds regal like a hotel, the Carlisles. The Tortorellas, you know, there's there's opportunity there. So when Toronto flames out and they clean house, 
bring back Carlisle. Get your tartan jerseys. Yeah. See, there's your. You there start you wearing go. the Toronto tartan. Mm-hmm. Carlisle's. Or McTavish, you know, they could. They the people leave tartan. Yeah, they could, they could. They could coax um, Craig McTavish out of retirement, out of coaching retirement. Yeah, he's actually coaching in Switzerland. I meant out of NHL coaching retirement. Mm, okay. Sorry. Sorry, eh? You guys haven't picked a European team to follow? Come on. <laughs> I'm just, hey, you know what? I've I've been too busy managing my Seattle NHL 21 franchise because mm. I would make friends so fast in the NHL. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> You'll love this, Pat. Actually, you'll probably both enjoy this. This is how screwed up the other GMs are in NHL 21. Columbus had um, Pierre-Luc Dubois unsigned as an RFA because they had no cap room. They had like $2.5 million. So I went in and snuck a one-year deal at like three and a quarter, which just means it's a second-round pick. And I had to give up my second-round pick that year. And they didn't bother to move anyone or attempt to match, so I ended up getting him for a second-round pick. Then because of an expansion franchise, I went and got my second-round pick back by trading for a couple... <laughs> by trading them a couple of players they wanted that didn't have contracts. <laughs> so I got my second-round pick back and went and signed Mikhail Sergachev. <laughs> Because, now, are you damn. sure this is a video game and not real life? <laughs> there are there are times I wonder, but I I did the same thing to Sergachev. Tampa was sitting pretty much right up against the cap, and I gave him a one year, three and a quarter million dollar, and they didn't they didn't match. So I ended up with Pierre Luc Dubois and Mikhail Sergachev. Please uh, don't go full Iserman on us here. Because that power will go to your head. Uh, Use it for good. Use that power only for good. It's awesome. I just, uh, I had to be like, you got to be kidding me. When I went back to Columbus, I was like, let me see if I can do this. And I went back to Columbus and said, hey, these two kids that I drafted, because I had, because it was my first year as an expansion franchise, I I had somewhat high picks. So I I took Quentin Byfield second because I won second. And then I got a second and a third rounder, and they had pretty high ratings, and they went back to Columbus, and I didn't sign them. Went back to Columbus and said, hey, here are these two kids that are unsigned that you seem to think we're highly of. Can I have a second-round pick back, please? And they went, sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just like, okay. The hell? Now, is there an book? <laughs> Burke's law. Um, how, how to make friends and and influence people. Yeah. Yeah. I I can imagine the number of barns I'd have to uh, go rent to settle some of my scores if I was really trying to do that in the NHL. <laughs> but you'll appreciate you'll appreciate my top line, Pat. Mike Hoffman, Anthony Beauvillier, and Jordan Eberle. Somewhere in this wonderful world, Peter Chiarelli just unexplicably started to cry hearing that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. 
Maybe I'll actually buy one of those video games one of these days. Should get back oh. into it. And and, and uh, for some, uh, again, you know, again, another inane reason. Um, Georgiev was available as a goaltender from New York. Yeah. Huh. Something something tells me, you know, if it's in the game, it's in the game really doesn't apply to this particular video game. Unless Peter Chiarelli was the general manager of both the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning at the time that I fleeced him. You know, you, sh- you miss a comma here. <laughs> Things happen. The facts get smudged. Mm-hmm. You know, someone, you know, filled out a bug report, but the developer just thought it's just too damn funny. I got to leave it in. Doesn't repro my box. Yeah. So, yeah, that that that's about all the news of the week. Not a ton happening other than fake you know, Jersey concepts being stolen from concept websites, getting my hopes up for a California seals throwback. <sighs> well, at the rate they're going, they may end up like the California seals. Hello. Oopsies. I just can't wait for hostile platinum to come in and demand that they all be wearing white skates. There's nothing uh, wrong with white skates. Fedorov no. had white skates. Fedorov had <laughs> some Nike skates that I bought a pair of, and I will agree with Pat. They were not good. No. They could be done well, but those were not. Those no, Char- I'm talking about the, I'm talking about a hostel's gonna force them to spray paint like a old Walter Earl Finley did. Cause, you know, nothing screams lightness quite like couple of cans of enamels, white enamel spray paint all over your skates. And boy, does that not scream flexibility, too. <sighs> so nothing on the Samurai Heart deal? Um, that'll be a fun arbitration hearing next year. Yeah, seriously. When they're really squeezed and they they think about, however, if they're going to re-sign Taylor, all oh, I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> um, There's no way they do it. No, there. Oh, no way they do it. No, no. So, um, but hey, we we actually had someone go to arbitration earlier today and. Sure, we'll hear something. Oh, and like first thing tomorrow morning at the latest. But um, Tyler Bertuzzi in uh, Detroit. Yeah, and he'll be not... traded in like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that to Iserman. No, you don't. <laughs> no, he'll be gone. It's <sighs> who will he trade? Who will he get back from Tampa? Just to take on a little extra salary. Tyler Johnson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which then, of course, you know, whatever team Tyler Johnson goes to, that's going to be my next team that I follow. 
once he's once he's free of of Tampa, then then he's going to be the guy in the NHL I follow. I think. Oh, what the hell? At least for the gonna, time being. What the hell is he going to do for a number if he ends up going to Detroit? Oh, he'll take some random thing. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So I think Iserman was like his idol or something like that. Yeah, that one's kind of on. That one's kind of unavailable too. Yeah, yeah, you can't really do that one. No. Well, I know one that you could do. Yeah, because they haven't uh, raised it to the wrap. <laughs> exactly. Because there's still a fight going on between the Illich family and him, apparently. Okay, somebody pull a shoot on this before. All I right, so, so <laughs> Patrick, I, I think I got this. You just mentioned that the, uh, the San Jose Sharks could end up going full... California Seals. What will we, you know, call this franchise when, you know, Hasso finally bottoms out, sells them to someone in Cleveland, Ohio, and they end up moving? What are we going to call them then? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3 Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.